Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. At last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. Come, follow me, and I will transform you into fishes of men instead of fish. Silence, you abound. Come out of him. We have to go on to the surrounding villages so that I can share my message with the people there, for that is my mission. Of course I want you to be healed, so now be cleansed. Don't say anything to anyone about what just happened, but go find a priest and show him that you've been healed. Then bring the offering that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a living testimony to everyone. My son, your sins are now forgiven. Why are you being so sceptical? Which is easier, to say to this paralysed man, your sins are now forgiven, or stand up and walk? But to convince you that the Son of Man has been given authority to forgive sins, I say to this man, stand up, pick up your stretcher, and walk home. Come, follow me. Who goes to the doctor for a cure? those who are well or those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but those who are sinners and bring them to repentance. How can the sons of the bridal chamber fast when the bridegroom is next to them? As long as the bridegroom is with them, they won't, but the days of fasting will come when the bridegroom is taken from them. And who would mend a worn-out clothing with new fabric? When the new cloth shrinks, it will rip making the tear worse than before. And who would pour new wine into an old wineskin? Eventually the wine will ferment and make the wineskin burst, losing everything. The wine will be spilled and the wineskin ruined. Instead, the new wine is always poured into new wineskins. Haven't you ever read what King David and his men did when they were hungry? They entered the house of God when Abiathar the high priest and ate the sacred bread of God's presence. They violated the law by eating bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. But there is one here who is even greater than the temple. The Sabbath was made for the sake of people and not people for the Sabbath. For this reason, the Son of Man exercises his lordship over the Sabbath. Stand here in the middle of the room. Is it against the law to do evil on the Sabbath or to do good? to destroy life or to save it. Now, stretch out your hand. How can Satan cast out Satan? No kingdom can endure if it's divided against itself and fragmented household will not be able to stand, for it is divided. And if Satan fights against himself, he will not endure, and his end has come. Listen. 
No one is able to break into a mighty man's house and steal his property unless he first overpowers the mighty man and ties him up. Then his entire house can be plundered and his possessions taken. I tell you this timeless truth. All sin will be forgiven, even all the blasphemies that are spoken. But there can never be forgiveness for the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, for he is guilty of an eternal sin. Who is my true mother and my true brothers? Here are my true family members, for whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Consider this, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some, fell along the beaten path, and the birds came to eat it. Some fell onto gravel with no topsoil and quickly sprouted, since the soil had no depth. But when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. But some fell onto good rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some thirty, some sixty, some a hundredfold. If you understand this, then you need to respond. The privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you, but not to the others, where everything is revealed in parables. For even when they see what I do, they will not understand. And when they hear what I say, they will learn nothing. Otherwise, they would repent and be forgiven. If you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? Let me explain. The farmer sows the message of the kingdom. What falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the message, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. And what is sown on gravel represents those who hear the message and receive it joyfully. But because their hearts fail to sink a deep root, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on account of the message, they immediately wilt and fall away. And what is sown among thorns represents those who hear the message, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the message so that it produces nothing. But what is sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the message and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of thirty, sixty, even a hundredfold. No one lights a lamp only to place it under a basket under the bed. It is meant to be placed on the lampstand. For there is nothing that is hidden that won't be disclosed and there is no secret that won't be brought out into the light. If you understand what I'm saying, you need to respond. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear, for as you do, more understanding will be given to you, and according to your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what little they think they have. God's kingdom realm is like someone spreading seed on the ground. He goes to bed and gets up day after day, and the seed sprouts and grows tall though he knows not how. All by itself it sprouts, and the soil produces a crop, first the green stem, then the head of stalk, then the fully developed head of grain. Then, when the grain is ripe, he immediately puts the sickle to the grain, because the harvest time has come. How can I describe God's kingdom realm? Let me illustrate it with this parable. 
It is like the mustard seed, the tiniest of all the seeds. When it springs up and grows, it becomes the largest plant in the garden with so many large spreading branches, even birds can nest in its shade. Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Hush, be still. Why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust me yet? Come out of that man, you demon spirit. What is your name? No, go back to your home and to your family and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Tell them how he had mercy on you. Who touched my clothes? Daughter, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Don't yield to fear. All you need to do is to keep on believing. Why all this grief and weeping? Don't you know the girl is not dead but merely asleep? Talitha kum. A prophet is treated with honour everywhere except his own hometown, among his relatives and his own house. Take only your staff and the sandals on your feet, no bread, no knapsack, no extra garment and no money. And whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave the area. Whatever community does not welcome you or receive your message, leave it behind. And as you go, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest a while. You give them something to eat. How many loaves of bread do you have? Go and see. Don't yield to fear. Have courage. It really is me. I am. You are hypocrites. How accurately did Isaiah prophesy about you phonies when he said, These people honour me with their words while their hearts run far away from me. Their worship is nothing more than a charade for they continue to insist that their man-made traditions are equal to the instructions of God. You abandon God's commandments just to keep men's rituals, such as ceremonially washing utensils, cups and other things. How skillful you've become in rejecting God's law in order to maintain your man-made set of rules. For example, Moses taught us, honour your father and mother and whatever insults or mistreats our father or mother must be put to death. But you made up rules that allow a person to say to his parents, I've decided to take the support you were counting on me and make it holy offering to God, and that will be your blessing instead. How convenient. The rules you teach exempt him from providing for his aged parents. How do you really think God will honour your traditions passed down to others, making up rules that nullify God's word? And you're doing many other similar things. Hear my words, all of you, and take them to heart. What truly contaminates a person is not what he puts in his body, but what comes out. That's what makes a person defiled. Are you as dull as the rest? Don't you understand that you are not defiled by what you eat? For the food you swallow doesn't enter your heart, but goes into your stomach only to pass out into the sewer. Words and deeds pollute a person, not food. Evil originates from inside a person. Coming out of a human heart are evil schemes, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, treachery, debauchery, jealousy, slander, arrogance, and recklessness. All these corrupt things emerge from within and constantly defile a person. First, let my children be fed and satisfied. 
for it isn't fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. That's a good reply. Now, because you said this, you may go. The demon has permanently left your daughter. Epthpathk. My heart goes out to this crowd, for they've already been with me here for three days with nothing to eat. I'm concerned that if I send them home hungry, some may faint along the way, for many have come a long, long way just to be with me. How many loaves of flatbread do you have? What drives this generation to clamour for a sign? Listen to the truth. There will be absolutely no sign given to this generation. Be on your guard against the yeast inside of the Pharisees and the yeast inside of Herod. Why all this fussing over forgetting to bring bread? Do you still not see or understand what I say to you? Are your hearts still hard? You have good eyes, yet you still don't see, and you have good ears, yet you still don't hear, neither do you remember. When I multiplied the bread to feed more than 5,000 people, how many baskets full of leftovers did you gather afterward? And when I multiplied food to feed over 4,000, how many large baskets full of leftovers did you gather afterward? Then how is it that you still don't understand? Now, do you see anything? Go home, but don't tell anyone what happened, not even the people of your own village. Why do the people say that I am? But who do you say that I am? Get out of my sight, Satan, for your heart is not set on God's plans, but man's. If you truly want to follow me, you should all at once completely disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own, as you continually surrender to my ways. For if you let your life go for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will continually experience true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For what use is it to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life? And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? If you are ashamed of me and my words while living among sinful and faithless people, then I, the Son of Man, will be ashamed of you when I make my appearance with the holy messengers in the glorious splendor of my Father. I tell you the truth. There are some standing here now who won't experience death until they see God's kingdom realm manifest with power. Don't tell anyone of what you just witnessed. Wait until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. They are right. Elijah must come first to put everything in order. And what about all that is written about the Son of Man? It is true that he must endure and many suffer things and be rejected. So Elijah has already appeared just as it was prophesied, and they did to him whatever they pleased. What are you arguing about with the religious scholars? Why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. How long has your son been tormented like this? What do you mean if, if you are able to believe all things are possible to the believer? Deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. This type of powerful spirit can only be cast out by fasting and prayer. The Son of Man is destined to be betrayed and turned over to those who will execute him, but after three days he will rise again. What were you arguing about on the way here? If anyone wants to be first, he must be content to be last and become servant to all. 
Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not only me, but the one who sent me. Don't stop him, Jesus replied. For the one who does miracles in the power of my name proves he is not my enemy. And whoever is not against us is for us. Listen to the truth that I speak. Whoever gives you a cup of water because you carry the name of Christ will never lose his reward. But if anyone abuses one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him to have a heavy boulder tied around his neck and be thrown into the sea than to face the punishment he deserves. If your hand entices you to sin, let it go limp and useless, for it is better for you to enter into life maimed than to have your entire body thrown into hell, the place of unquenchable fire. This is where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. And if your foot leads you to sin, cut it off, for it is better to enter life crawling than to have both feet and to be flung into hell. This is where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, for it is better to enter into life with one eye than to be thrown into hell with two. This is where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. Everyone will pass through the fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is excellent for seasoning. But if salt becomes tasteless, how can its flavor ever be restored? Your lives, like salt, are to season and preserve. So don't lose your flavor and preserve the peace in your union with one another. What did Moses command you? Yes, Moses wrote this exception for you because you are hard-hearted. But from the beginning God created male and female. For this reason a man will leave his parents and be wedded to his wife, and the husband and the wife will be joined as one flesh, and after that they no longer exist as two but one flesh. So there you have it. What God has joined together, no one has the right to split apart. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if the wife divorces her husband and marries another, she also commits adultery. Let all the children come to me and never hinder them. Don't you know that God's kingdom exists for such as these? Listen to the truth I speak. Whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom like a teachable child will never enter it. Why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. You already know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not cheat and honour your father and mother. Yet there is still one thing you are lacking. Go, sell all that you have and give the money to the poor. Then all of your treasure will be in heaven. After you've done this, Come back and walk with me. How hard it is for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom realm. Children, it is next to impossible for those who trust in their riches to find their way into God's kingdom. It is easier to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter into God's kingdom. With people, it is impossible, but not with God. God makes all things possible. Listen to my words. Anyone who leaves his home behind and chooses me over children, parents, family and possessions, all for the sake of the gospel, it will come back to him a hundred times as much in this lifetime. Homes, family, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, possessions, along with persecutions. And in the age to come, he will inherit eternal life. But many who are considered to be the most important now will be the least important then. And many who are viewed as the least important now will be considered the most important then. 
I want you to know that we are going to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be handed over to the ruling priests and religious scholars and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Romans. And they will mock him, spit in his face, torture him and kill him. But three days later he will rise again. What is it? You don't have a clue what you're asking for. Are you prepared to drink from the cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? And are you able to endure the baptism into death that I'm about to experience? You will certainly drink from the cup of my sufferings and be immersed into my death. But to have you sit in the position of highest honour is not mine to decide. It is reserved for those especially prepared to have it. Those recognised as rulers of the people and those who are in the top leadership positions rule oppressively over their subjects, but this is not the example you are to follow. You are to lead by a different model. If you want to be the greatest, then live as one called to serve others. The path to promotion comes by having the heart of a bond slave who serves everyone. For even the Son of Man did not come to experience, but to be served and to serve everyone and to give his life as the ransom price for the salvation of many. Call him here. What do you want me to do for you? Your faith heals you. Go in peace. Your sight is restored. As soon as you enter the village ahead, you will find a donkey's colt tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. And if anyone asks, why are you taking it? Tell them the master needs it and will send it back to you soon. No one will ever eat fruit from you again. Does not the scripture say my house will be a house of prayer for all the world to share? But you have made it a hangout of thieves. Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, Mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the middle of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, release him and forgive him so that the Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you of your faults. But if you will not release forgiveness, don't expect your Father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. I too have a question to ask you. If you can answer this question, then I will tell you by what power I do these things. Where did John's authority to immerse come from? Was it from heaven or from people? Answer me now. Neither will I tell you where my power comes from to do these things. There once was a man who planted a vineyard and put a secure fence around it. He dug a pit for its winepress and erected a watchtower. Then he leased it to a tenant farmer and travelled abroad. When the times of harvest came, he sent one of his servants to the tenants to collect the landowner's share of the harvest. But the tenants seized him and beat him and sent him back empty-handed. So the owner sent another servant to them, and that one they shamefully humiliated and beat over the head. So he sent another servant, and they brutally killed him. Many more servants were sent, and they were all severely beaten or killed. The owner had only one person left to send, his only son, whom he dearly loved. So he sent him to them, saying, Surely they will restrain themselves and respect my son. But the tenants saw their chance and said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and then we'll inherit it all. 
So they violently seized him, killed him, and threw his body over the fence. So what do you think the owner of the vineyard will do? He will come and put to death those tenants and give his vineyard to others. Haven't you seen what the psalmist said? The stone the builders rejected, examined, and rejected has become the cornerstone, the most important stone of all. This was the Lord's plan, and he is wonderful for our eyes to behold. Why are you testing me? Show me one of the Roman coins. Now tell me, whose head is on this coin and whose inscription is stamped on it? Precisely, the coin bears the image of the Emperor Caesar, so you should pay the Emperor his portion. But because you bear the image of God, you must give God all that belongs to him. You are mistaken because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures or the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, men and women will not marry, just like the angels of heaven don't marry. Now, concerning the resurrection, haven't you read in the Torah what God said to Moses at the burning bush? I am the living God, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not God of the dead, but of the living. And you are all badly mistaken. The most important of all the commandments is this. The Lord Yahweh, our God, is one. You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with a passionate heart from the depths of your soul, with your every thought and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is this. You must love your neighbor in the same way you love yourself. You will never find a greater commandment than these. You're not far from the reality of God's kingdom. Why do the religious scholars say that the Messiah is David's son? Yet it was it David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, who sang, Yahweh said to my Lord, sit near me in the place of authority until I subdue all your enemies under your feet. Since David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Beware of the religious scholars. They love to parade around in their clergy robes and be greeted with respect on the streets. They crave to be made the leaders of synagogue councils, and they push their way to the head table at banquets. Their appearance sake, they will pray long prayers, religious prayers at the homes of widows for an offering, cheating them out of all their livelihood. Beware of them all, for they will one day be stripped of honour, and the judgment they receive will be severe. I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy, For the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on, which was everything she had. Take a look at these enormous buildings, for I'm telling you, there will not be one stone left upon another. It will all be leveled. At that time, deception will run rampant. So be aware that you're not fooled, for many will come on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am God's anointed, and they will lead many astray. You will hear rumours of wars nearby with more rumours of wars to come. Make sure that you are not thrown into a panic or give in to your fears, for these things are destined to happen. Prepare for it, but still the end is not yet, for nations will go to war against each other and kingdoms will clash with kingdoms. And there will be terrible earthquakes in a place after place, seismic events of epic proportion. And there will be famines and riots, 
This is how the first contractions and birth pains of the new age will begin. Be on guard, for they will hand you over to the ruling councils and you will be beaten in public gatherings and you will stand trial before kings and high-ranking government leaders as an opportunity to testify to them on my behalf. But prior to the end of the age, the hope of the gospel must first be preached to all nations. So when they put you under arrest and hand you over for trial, don't even give one thought about what you will say. Simply speak what the Holy Spirit gives you at that very moment and realize that it won't be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Brothers will betray each other unto death, even a father his child. Children will rise up and take a stand against their parents and have them put to death. Expect to be hated by all because of your allegiance to my name, but determined to be faithful to the end, and you will be saved. When you witness what David prophesied, the disgusting destroyer standing where it must not be, then those in the land of Judah must escape to a higher ground. On that day, if you happen to be outside, don't go back inside to gather your belongings. And if you're working out in the field, don't run back home to get a coat. It will be especially hard for pregnant women and for those nursing babies when those days come. So pray that your escape will not be during the winter months, for this will be a time of great misery beyond the magnitude of anything the world has ever seen from the beginning of time or ever will see. Unless God limits those days, no one would escape. But because of his love for his chosen ones, he will shorten that time of trouble. And if you hear reports from people saying, look, the Messiah is over here or the Messiah is over there, don't believe it, for there will be imposters falsely claiming to be God's anointed one. And false prophets will arise to perform miraculous signs. And if it were possible, they could cause God's chosen ones to wander off the track. Be alert, for I prophesy, all this will happen. This is what will take place after that suffering. The sun will be darkened and the moon will reflect no light. The stars will be falling from the sky and the cosmic powers will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man appearing in the midst of the clouds and revealed with mighty power and great glory. At that time he will send his messages to gather together his beloved chosen ones from every generation from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Now, learn the lesson from the parable of the fig tree. When spring arrives and it sends out its tender branches and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you observe all these things progressively take place, you will know that he is near, even at the door. I assure you, this family will not pass away until all I have spoken comes to pass. The earth and sky will wear out and fade away before one word I speak loses its power or fails to accomplish its purpose. Concerning that day and exact hour, no one knows when it will arrive, not even the angels of heaven, not even the Son, only the Father knows. This is why you must be waiting, watching and praying because no one knows when that season of time will come. For those days can be compared to a man who is about to leave on a journey. But before leaving, he placed his servants in charge and gave each one work to do while he was away. Then he commanded the watchman to be on guard at all times. So I say to you, keep awake and alert, for you have no idea when the master of the house will return. In the evening, at midnight, at four o'clock in the morning, or at dawn. Be alert, for he is coming suddenly and may find you sleeping. And what I say to the four of you, I say to everyone, be awake at all times. Leave her alone. Why are you so critical of this woman? She has honoured me with this beautiful act of kindness. 
You will always have the poor whom you can help whenever you want, but you will not always have me. When she poured the fragrance oil over me, she was preparing my body in advance for my burial. She has done all that she could to honour me. I promise you that this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world. The story of her lavish devotion to me will be mentioned in memory of her. Make your way into the city and watch for a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him and say to the owner of whatever house he enters, The teacher wants to ask you, Do you have my room ready where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? And he will show you a large upstairs room ready and with a table set. Make preparations for us there. Listen to the truth. One of you eating here with me is about to betray me. It is one of you twelve who has shared meals with me as an intimate friend. All that was prophesied of me, the Son of Man, is destined to soon take place. But it will be disastrous for the one who betrays the Son of Man. It would be far better for him if he had never been born. Receive this, it is my body. This is my blood, which seals the new covenant poured out for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day comes when we drink it together in the kingdom feast of my Father. You will all fall away and desert me. This will fulfill the prophecy of the scripture that says, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But after I am risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Mark my words, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows twice a few hours from now, you will deny that you know me three times. Sit here while I pray. My heart is overwhelmed with anguish and crushed with grief. It feels as though I'm dying. Stay here and keep watch with me. Abba, my father, all things are possible for you. Please remove this cup of suffering. Yet what I want is not important, for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Simon, are you asleep? Do you lack the strength to stay awake with me even for just an hour? Keep alert and pray that you'll be spared from this time of testing. For your spirit is eager enough, but your humanity is feeble. Do you plan on sleeping and resting indefinitely? That's enough sleep. The end has come and the hour has arrived for the Son of Man to be handed over to the authority of sinful men. Get up and let's go. Don't you see? My betrayer draws near. Why would you arrest me with swords and clubs as though I were an outlaw? Day after day I sat with you in the temple courts teaching the people. Yet you didn't arrest me then, but all of this fulfills the prophecies of the scriptures. I am, and more than that, you are about to see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the Almighty and coming in the heavenly clouds. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. You have just spoken it. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you turned back on me? As you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will, not, will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in new tongues. 
They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them.